service. What's up, listeners? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Service Podcast. It's Tank Smith. We are back. <laughs> if you doubted we'd be back, well, you're wrong. We're back. <laughs> it's, uh, it's week seven. Week seven. We are in week siete. I hope that's right. I think that's right. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I'm your host, Tank Smith. Thanks for thanks for being here. Um, <laughs> shout out to uh, last week's guest, Alexis Reynolds. Alexis, fucking appreciate you doing the podcast. If you didn't, if you didn't follow her on Twitter, what are you doing? Uh, her Twitter is at your gf alexis r. Give her a follow. Um, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. What's up? Hey, we're doing a podcast. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Keep coming back every Tuesday. We got new episodes. So uh, if you're uh, if you've been rocking with us from the beginning, fucking appreciate it. Thank you. Give us a follow on social media, Full Service Pod, on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, my my Twitter and Instagram is uh, Tank Funkadelic. Give me a follow if you're into that kind of thing. You don't really don't have to, uh, but hey, give me a follow. <laughs> I'm um, excited about this week's episode. I have uh, <laughs> I have seductive storm. Uh, she's gonna be she's she's this week's guest. Uh, she's been an escort for 18 years. She is the CEO of uh, Taken by Storm. She has her own uh, business. Uh, she does web design. She does web consulting. Uh, she does screening for ladies. She does mentorships. She does photography. She does marketing. Uh, she specializes in SEO. Um, she's a mom of five. Um, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. It's uh, this is a fun interview. Um, I did this probably in September sometime. Uh, so it was a little while ago. So I've been I've been sitting on this one. I, I this is <laughs> this is one of the episodes I never re- like. I released them on SoundCloud before. I never released, so nobody's heard this uh, episode. So I'm excited. I'm excited for everybody to hear it, but, uh, it's a long interview. It's a fucking, it's long. Uh, but I try to, I like, I'm, I like search for shit. I'm like, should I, I can't cut anything. It's all good. Um, so yeah, fucking this, this is like, this is that two day, maybe three day commute. I don't know how far you have to drive to work. I don't know what you do at the gym, but, uh, this might be for a couple days, you know, this will be a couple day journey. So, uh, take it with us. Listen to the whole thing. Uh, we have a good time, but, uh, <laughs> no, thanks for, thanks for being here. This is, uh, this is my, uh, fucking Jesus Christ. This is my interview with, uh, Seductive Storm. Thanks. Oh yeah. Before we do the interview, don't want to forget this. Uh, follow Storm, social media, baby. We got to plug, we got to plug the socials. What am I doing here? Uh, Storm's Twitter is at SupergirlStorm and her website is TakenMyStorm.co. Uh, but yeah, fucking interview we're doing it. Uh, enjoy the interview. Thanks. I'm excited. We have we have this. This is one of my. I'm excited for this episode right here. I'm super excited. I have seductive storm here with me today. Thanks for being on the podcast. Awesome. Glad you had me. Heck yeah. I know we've been trying to set this up for a while. I'm glad. Uh, yes. I'm, glad I'm a busy girl. <laughs> We've been going back and forth like a month trying to set this thing yeah, up. I'm glad we're able we to have. do it. And finally, I remembered. Oh yeah, let me get back to him about the podcast. So. Yeah, I won't try to. <laughs> I won't try to be like, hey, you want to do the hey, you want to do the hey, you want to do the podcast. Strangely <laughs> enough, someone else asked me to do like a Skype interview this year for the fetish community. Yeah. 
I still haven't done it. It was like seven months ago. So consider yourself lucky because he's probably never going to ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Uh, full service podcast one. <laughs> Your Skype interview zero. <laughs> but it might happen one day. <laughs> It'll happen. <laughs> Heck yeah. Thanks for uh, being on the podcast. Yeah. We, are, we are in Atlanta once again. Um, are you, uh, are you from Atlanta? Where are you, where are you from? I am not from Atlanta. No disrespect to Atlanta folk, but I'm kind of glad I'm not from Atlanta. It's a little crazy. I've been here 11 years, but I still claim and rep Maryland hard. I'm a Marylander. Okay. (laughs) What, uh, where in, uh, where in, what part of Maryland? So... I don't want to give the exact city because of family and friends as far as the childhood growth period. Yeah, but yeah. I grew up fairly close to Ocean City, Maryland. So I'm a beach girl. Okay. And then my adult life, Baltimore, Maryland. Okay, sweet. Is is Baltimore like The Wire? Is it like they say it? Is it is how accurate? Have you seen it, The it, Wire? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I had just had to give him the eye look and the straight face like, what person... <laughs> But The Wire will go down in history, like, no doubt, one of the best TV shows ever, no matter where you're from. Okay. So, yeah, strangely enough, when we lived in Baltimore, we did not watch The Wire. When we moved here, The Wire was in its fourth season, and me and my kids became The Wire junkies. Okay. Um, But, yes, um, Baltimore Street, Gay Street, I think it's uh, Fayette Street, those areas you'll see downtown in the hood no way other than that to describe it yeah you'll see the blue flashing light cameras on the poles and that's what's referred to as the wire the wire is the camera and the tapping structure that the police use so yes that is really a thing oh damn and strange enough that's really a thing in tampa florida too my son and his dad lived there a couple of areas they lived in had the same structures oh okay yep damn learning things today (laughs) that's what (laughs) that's what this podcast is about hell yeah (laughs) So you've uh, been uh, in Atlanta, you said like 11 years or so? It just turned 11 Just turned 11? How, how, do you, just... how are you liking it? Okay, so when I first moved here, everyone told me it would take me a year or two to get used to it. Because it really is. When they say AT aliens, yeah. that's really a thing. It, Atlanta's almost like a whole different planet in within itself. It's totally different. I've lived in North Carolina before. I've lived in Maryland and I've lived here, and Atlanta's the only place where I never have gotten used to. Um, really? I hope no one takes insult to this, but Atlanta is like, one of the things I first noticed with the client base here was um, they were so used to that whole Southern hospitality thing they have oh, to live okay. up to. That when you ask them to do something and they really wanted to say no, they'd lie to you for hours. Like, I remember people saying, like, you know, clients who back then, when I didn't know any better, I'd make exchanges with because I had just moved here, didn't know nobody. So I was like, hey, help me move some furniture, whatever. I give you a session, that kind of thing. Ladies, don't do that shit. I did it years ago. Don't do it if you don't have to. Um, And all day long, they'd be like, oh, I'm on the way. Oh, when my kid's mom called, like, it was 10,000 excuses. And I, then, bought some, I bought some weed from somebody who did that shit. And then life. finally, when I can't go get my furniture, they let me know. The, the favorite line I get all the time, and I think a lot of Atlanta providers get is, I just got pulled over by the cops. Classic. 
I, oh, I was just in an accident. I literally had a dude <laughs> do that to me three appointments in a row and was like, dude, well, I was like, your car insurance fees must be off the meter or they've surely taken your license because you're in a car accident every fucking week, dude. So <laughs> Atlanta people, I just wish they'd be straight up. Yeah. We are the catfish capital of the world. Catfish capital of the world. And we are also the real estate real estate scam capital world. So I guess I should have expecting nothing less than being <laughs> lied to all day by people. So Damn. Atlanta, you gotta do better. Hey. Yeah, Atlanta's Atlanta's hard, man. So in in Maryland, people just say Fuck you and no. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do but accept yeah. it. Like, oh, I guess he's not doing that for me today. I can respect that, though, because you didn't lie to me. Yeah. So We just passively, aggressively say fuck you. It's like bless your heart kind of stuff, you know? I, or I'll just be like, that's going to be a no for me. <laughs> like, see, that's going to be a no. <laughs> I got no long drawn out. Like, Sounds I, like Randy Jackson. Like, I heard the... It's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> I heard the brat say on, um, what's that shit? Growing up hip-hop. When they were discussing R. Kelly's ex-wife, Andrea, and she was explaining, like, she was saying no, she didn't want to work with her because, like, she was scared of what it would do to her branding. Okay. And she was like, no is no, and it requires no explanation. And that's really true. Oh, yeah. No is no, and it requires no explanation. It's just no. My answer is no. So, just tell people no when Accept you want it, to. Accept it or, you know... <laughs> Like, you know, and if they ask you why, because I said so. How many times our mothers tell us that? <laughs> well, no, why? Because I said so. That's so infuriating. Though. I have a shirt that I sleep in at night that I bought just because I'm a mom of teenagers. And it says, because I said so, that's why. That's exactly what my shirt says. <laughs> They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, read the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I got the shit for y'all. <laughs> I did. I saw it. I was like, oh, I can't leave this here. I got to buy this. So, because it was perfect. So. Heck yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate you uh, being on the Maryland. Maryland to Atlanta. Heck yeah. Yeah, Please. next 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 rotation is either Chicago or the West Coast. We're thinking we're going to move to Chicago in a few months for really? like a year. But the final goal and the goal that's always been for the last two years, just still trying to save up, is California. So we're do you looking know, to If you were to live in California, do you know where you would live? So I have some friends and people that I do work for in San Jose, but San Jose is extremely expensive because it's near oh, yeah. Silicon Valley. Um, but if my significant other, and yeah, I have one, guys. I have a significant other. Don't get freaked out by it. He oh, is, boy. I have one. Um, he is a, a loner and likes to be from people. I'm the opposite. I crave people. Yeah. So he wants to live up like in the Triangle area, California, the mountain, like where all the weed growers are and shit. That's where I would go. And I want to live where I can get to a beach and shopping relatively quickly. So we're trying to find you can something still, in the still got beaches in Northern California. Is it, I need how are people those? too, though. Like I, there's nothing in me that wants to look outside. I, you picked you you picked me up today. You see, I live in the wilderness now. I don't want to repeat that shit. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to be able. I'm used to being able to walk to the corner store. Okay. I'm used to being able to go and jump on a train or a bus fairly easily without needing to drive an hour to get to it. That makes so sense. So I just. And I got a daughter who in a couple of years will just be turning 16. And I know she's not going to want to live like that either. Yeah. Like, that's that's like, we want to have some fun. Well, damn, you're about to uproot her right now in the good years. Uh, but I kind of want to let her finish this school year. She's a bit of like, she's not socially awkward, but 
over the years, when she was younger, she had some issues with being bullied. Now, she's not socially awkward anymore. She's really blossoming. But she's made a really close best friend. Yeah. And as a mom, I want to make sure they finish out their last year in middle school together before I uproot her. But then, and then I have a 17-year-old son who decided to not be a good listener and follow his mother's rules. And so he's in Job Corps. And I also don't want to go too, too, too far, knowing that I try to go visit him every six weeks. Yeah. So, but yeah, enough about them though. Yeah. <laughs> California, I know. Yeah. yeah, so I appreciate you being on the podcast. Yeah. For listeners, for those of you who don't know, Storm, she's the CEO of Taken by Storm. You have your own business. Yeah. Um, I know you've been in the business 18 years. You're Taken by Storm. You do like web design, web consulting, marketing, social media marketing. You do mentorships. I know you do like photography. Yeah, SEO. SEO is my thing. Yeah, what's so? What's SEO? So SEO is search engine optimization. It's like when you people go to look up tire shop Buford, Georgia, or uh, the like. Let's see, men's clothing size two X. Entered in Google, the first few pages you see the people who show up between pages one and page three have good seo the people who show up after page three not so much i need an seo for the podcast (laughs) you do we discussed that already (laughs) we'll we'll talk though (laughs) how long uh, how long have you had that uh your business okay so before it didn't really have a name and it was just something i would do for friends in the biz or just to help other girls up here and hopefully become more professional, genuinely. Yeah. So, since 2006, but taken by storm as its own full-bodied, like, really full-service business, somewhere between 2016 and 2017. Okay. And it's cool to see, like, I, I like, randomly, I was on someone's website the other day, and then, like, I scrolled out of the bottom, and then I see your name. I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, I know her. I do what I do, man. <laughs> I do what I do. And I enjoy doing it. There's difficult customers, and then there's, but for the most part, most people, um, it it's good when they know that you've been doing it 18 years yourself as an escort, so they know you've already walked beyond a mile in their shoes. Yeah. And it just makes you more trustworthy and relatable to them, which is a good thing. Again, I'm not a good fit for everybody. Everybody's not a good fit for me. As much as I would love to take everybody's money, sometimes we just have creative differences, personality differences. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm extremely alpha and I'm a no bones, no sugar coating kind of chick. And so you're coming to me wanting to be handheld and baby through whatever the process is. It ain't gonna work. It's not gonna like, work unless you unless you come to it that way, but you're also open to the constructive criticism, and you can see that I'm trying to help you, versus feeling like oh she's attacking me. Yeah. I don't attack anyone. Like I've been high in the game. I've been low in the game. I've been high in the game. It's just like life. There's ebbs and flows. Like you go up, you come down. But every time you get kicked down, you're supposed to get back up and get back up harder. And so this last time when I got back up and really got taken by storm to pop off, I was like, I'm up. And hopefully it stays that way. But I can't guarantee it will. Which is why I say I'm semi-retired. Because anytime I need to dust them heels off and get that makeup and lingerie case out, it's happening. Hell yeah. And my significant other is probably not real fond of that. I think he loves that I've slowed down quite a bit. But I'm just like, 
need you to know yeah. before I starve or before anybody goes without here, if I need to answer an email or so that's attached to me and not to Lexus, that's how it's going down. Yeah. And he knows I've got a couple of tours coming up. Nice. I don't want to say what city's in there and yet, because every time I announce where I'm going to be at to see gentlemen, something happens that fucks <laughs> it up and I don't get to go. So I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just going to pop up and y'all going to see ads suddenly. Hell so yeah. I'm not going to tell people where I'm going. But in October, I plan on hitting hitting the streets a little bit. Sweet, so. sweet. And you said <laughs> so. You said you've been uh, 18 years um, escorting. 2001. 2001. Damn. When? Uh, how did you? How did you start? How did you? So, uh, for those who do not know, I used to speak more about it, but now after being with somebody 11 years, I don't really speak much about it, but I'm, I'm openly and truly not just for play play bisexual. Okay. And, um, I was married and, there's no light way to put this. This is quite a conversation. So, the husband I had at the time, I'm, I'm a junkie to being eaten and i had a husband at the time who like had kind of slacked off on it thought like i'm paying all the bills i'm doing it's kind of like that dj college shit where he said he don't where he said he don't eat no pussy because he pays the bill so he shouldn't have to but you should want her to feel good but that's a whole nother subject and that's not that's not my household (laughs) i don't have nothing to do with that if she likes it i love it but if it was me hell no but he was the same way, and he started kind of going out on the on the road doing construction chips a little more. And my daughter had an Apple desktop, the blueberry joint at the time, yeah. the ones they used to have that looked like a bubble. And I got in that damn back in the day when adult friend friend finders chat room was actually fun. Okay, and you could actually meet people off of so it. Is it. I'll get I'll get pop ups for adult friend finders. It's horrible I, now. It, does it? I, it's still a thing. Is it? It's still a thing. It's horrible though. It's not nearly as it's it's pointless. It's just a bunch of junk email. But that and Yahoo personals and AOL chat. And I met a girl. AOL chat. That was and, my shit. And I met a girl. <laughs> And in my mind, I was like, well, she doesn't have a dick. So, it's was, not really cheating. Was it really a girl, though? It was really a girl. Okay, okay, cool. And it, <laughs> and it was like, we had a saying in the bi community, you know, like, eating ain't cheating. Yeah. Eating ain't cheating. <laughs> so, he did not see it that way, though, when he found out about it. And the shit hit the proverbial fan. Okay. And so, we ended up divorcing. And I was doing GNA and CNA work. For those of you who don't know, GNA is geriatric nursing assistant work, and CNA is all ages and facets of medical care. Okay. And I just was like, uh, this isn't making money fast enough. I don't know if I'm going to need money for a family law attorney. I don't know what I'm going to need money for. So let me get money fast. And I had a cousin years okay. before that. We and her were in the beauty academy together. And she would be talking to guys on the phone. And I'd hear her say, I practice stop. I was like, what's that? Yeah. State tax on pussy. <laughs> and I never forgot it. Like, it stuck with me throughout my marriage. I never tried it. Yeah. But it stuck with me. So when me and that girl got an apartment together using income tax money, you know how everybody does when you're younger. You get your income tax Fuck money. Yeah. You don't have shit saved up for month two or three. But initially, yeah. you will all out. You buy your kids stuff. You go to the apartment. You get some rent-a-center furniture. For, I've fucked with them in years. But I know it's still a thing that people do oh, when they get yeah. the errands, all that. 
And <laughs> my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> and so like um I did it originally just to have enough to get more money to move. And because she and I needed a light bill paid, and I think it might have been AOL chat or some okay. local chat for the city of Maryland we lived in at the time, we posted that we needed a light bill paid, and that it was two black girls. And this white dude came over with $400 to help us pay this bill. In exchange for all the, like, 15 minutes of my time, I was like, oh, I'm working 16 hours in nurse home. This shit is fucked. Yeah. Like, like this is the way. And she didn't agree to it at first, like, because she... I think in some ways we were raised similar, but she had a lot more hangups about really still sticking to that moral code than I did. Okay. Where, excuse me, whereas I was like, I'm pretty. I don't see any problem with getting paid to be pretty. Yeah. Because I've been, for all intents and purposes, fucking out of both pant legs for years for free and not having nothing to show for it. So... And for me, being an alpha female is just a way of me controlling my sexuality, too. Like, I think people try to shame sex workers, but I'm like, why? Because y'all are absolutely fine. You used to see it a lot on Craigslist personals when they were up before they shut that area down. Yeah. And the guys would be real me. Ah, everybody on here is looking for pay. You know, you fucking whore, da, 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 da. But you're okay with the girl who's willing to fuck everybody on this list for free? But yep. it's a problem because I'm trying to get some rent and some bills and, you know, some car insurance and shit Hey, Like, y'all are bugging. And she's the dummy and I'm the smart one. Y'all see it any kind of way you want to. Yeah. But I raised five kids. Not one, not two. Five kids and haven't needed any public assistance since the year 2005. Damn. And, so, and that was my only career... Per se, until I dedicated myself almost full time to taking my storm just two short years ago. So that's why I say, like, there's no shame in my game. I, whatever. You feel how you feel about it? I feel how I feel about it. Cause I feel like the whole notion of the word whore, the whole notion of the word prostitute, all of that is something men made up to yeah. keep women under their control. And then my favorite thing to tell everyone who's a Christian, because I am. And I know that messes people. Like, oh, my God. You you have religion? Yes. Yes, I do. In fact, two of my kids have biblical names. Jesus fell in love with, and according to some people, was even married to, a harlot. What? <laughs> really? Mary Magdalene was oh, a hoe. Really? You don't know. You didn't know that. Maybe I don't. He found her out there, and she she showed him kindness by washing his feet. But she was that that little town he found her in. She was their high end courtesan. She was who all the rich gentlemen laid with, oh, wow. and he laid up with her. So if Jesus could lay up with one of us, I, I'm not ashamed of nothing. Everyone kiss my ass. Is that John the Baptist's mom? No, 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 no. Okay. She, I don't know that they're trying to say that him and Jesus. They're trying to say on the History Channel the last couple yeah, of years like, that they had a daughter. That oh, Jesus's wow. heir was actually female, and that she kind of hid her away so no one would ever know oh, who she. But yeah, anyway, Jesus laid up with one of us. What up, Bible? Hey, hey. <laughs> if you like to read the Bible out there, I, I know you should subscribe to the podcast. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. WWJD. Jesus would 100% be subscribed to this podcast. I think I think Jesus and God 
care more about who you, who your soul is than what you are. And, and I think that the Bible was even written by a bunch of men who wanted to twist the narrative and find a way to control other people. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah. I believe I believe in God and I believe in Jesus, but I've learned to take fifty percent of what the Bible says is truth, and the other fifty percent is a scratch on the head. Like I'll I'll know I'll know. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Yeah, the rules were different back then. Yeah, <laughs> but you know the like deep hardcore Christians would tell you, no, those rules are always the same. Those are Jesus's and God's rules, and I'm like, all right, dog. <laughs> rules change though. Yeah, That's dude. all you know. Like. This is bad luck. This would bothered me. My grandma would have laid you out. For the for the hat? Hat on the bed symbolizes death. Don't put your hat on the bed. Damn. <laughs> yeah, sorry. that's that old grandma teaching right there. <laughs> what about a Jimmy John sub on I the bed? I think that's okay. That's okay? I, don't, I don't think that's personally related to you. But okay. don't put your hat on the bed. Oh, Just like a woman's not supposed to put her purse on the floor or she'd be broke. I've heard that before. That definitely sounds like a grandma thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do it all the time though. My purse is still on the floor now, but <laughs> So when you first started out, where were you was it what kind of like where where were you advertising at the beginning? Was when I like, first started, I you know, uh, the perfectionist that I am, I went for the gusto fairly quickly. Um, the inter- internet thing had just started popping off. So for other girls who have been around as long as me, we remember when you could clear 1500 a day off Yahoo Personals before they switched it to Match and oh, really? came up with all these crazy, you can't be married and be on this site rules and all that other stuff. But yeah, Yahoo, so Yahoo Personals, Personals was okay. great. And after Yahoo Personals, my real bread and butter was Eros. And uh, I still have a little bit of a love and hate relationship. I think most of us do with Eros. Like... They have some crazy rules. I understand why they have them. But as I have emailed with emails attached from other providers because I asked for everyone to give input so I could send it as a group email so that it wouldn't just be my voice they heard. Yeah. Uh, they need uniform guidelines for each representative because it seems like the representatives based off city and state are making up the rules as they go along. And because of that, we're now getting face pics denied and rejected. How can you deny a face pic? That doesn't make sense. What is wrong with a face pic? Your government ID has a face pic of you. What can be sexual about a face pic? Damn. Unless she's sucking a lollipop or something. I mean, if it's like the standard, normal face pic, how can that be an issue? Like, I don't understand. But, yeah, um, I... A lot of the girls who I deal with come to me need me to write Eros ads that will go through because, like... I will you, see a lot of people getting kicked back. Their ads, like, they'll be like, hey, I tried to put this on It has to be vanilla. That shit needs to be almost as vanilla as if you're writing it for plenty of fish now to get on there. It really almost can't even sound like what it really should be. Wow. Like, like, but yeah, Eros, uh, Yahoo Personals, AOL, AOL chat. Black Planet back in the day. Black Planet. But my main breadwinners were definitely Eros and the BigDoggy.net, which was TER's biggest competitor as far as review services went. Okay. Do you know, is Big Doggy, is that still around or is that gone? Big Doggy took itself down when the Fasta Sesta thing happened, and I was sorry to see them go because I I, I thought they were going to be kind of like, well, I've never known how to say it, Essie or Eki. All girls pronounce that I've differently. Heard it, yeah, Eki, I think. I say the... Essie. <laughs> Eki just looks like it would be Essie. I don't know why we're saying it's Eki, but whatever. 
Um, they went down for I guess four or five months, and they came back. Okay. Indies didn't go down, but they revamped to make themselves look more like social media for companions. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I was hoping Big Doggy was gonna come back. For the record, y'all all know me. I don't want to appear to be a traitor or hypocrite. Y'all know I hate review culture. But if I had to put up with a review board, Big Doggy seemed to be the less trashy. Big Doggy's where it's at? Oh, uh, the less trashy of them. No, none of them oh, are where okay. it's at. None of them are where it's at because I feel like grown adult men should need review culture to make up their mind. Because the problem with it is your experience cannot be exactly replicated as somebody else's experience. Because... Definitely. We might have a different chemistry. Hell, I might not even be in the same mood I was in on that day. Yeah. I don't know. I could have eaten something for lunch. My tummy might be hurt. Like, there's all kinds of things that can go into it. I'm still going to do my best, but it's unfair to have people, like, writing reviews. Like, yeah, you write reviews for restaurants and hotels and things. Yeah. Because they have a standard way of doing things that they teach you in the guidebook when you get hired. But we're people at the end of the day. And the clients who come see us are people. So the two things can't be exactly the same yeah, all not, the time. It's not going to be the same. And, and then a lot of people, review boards were set up to belittle and degrade girls who didn't do exactly what people like and other assholes wanted them to do they weren't set up to be good to us they were set up to bring men in to make them pay for memberships to give them a little dirt to read to keep them paying for memberships that does make sense so yeah you can get dudes to pay for memberships and then (laughs) and then like the last 10 years it turned just into retaliation blackmail extortion of people who never met you but can get on there and make pretend that they met you because if they read enough of another person's reviews about the location, about what the rate was, about your looks, they can write up something that sounds like they really met you. It's yeah. And, and my issue with review culture was like, for instance, TR would not let my good reviews go up because I'm an Ebony BBW and they don't like either very much there. They like Ebony Slender, but you can't be Ebony and BBW. No. And they don't like BBWs at all, and you damn sure just could not be Ebony BBW and get a good review on TR. And if you did get it, they questioned it. They harassed your clients and wanted to know, like, was it real? Was it fake? And I just got so sick and tired. But yet they would let reviews go up from people who hadn't met me or people who only gave me a bad review because they didn't read my cert- my website that already said she doesn't do A, B, and C. My yeah. ad that already said I don't do A, B, and C. But then wrote a negative review because you expected A, B, and C. Like, which you had clearly been told you weren't getting from the beginning. It said it on there. So I, I hate review culture because I feel like you should get to know someone based off of their website their social media, and their blog. Blogging is a great way to know some, get to know someone. Definitely. And I just feel like that's how you should get to figure out if they're going to be right for you. Because for all you know, the dude who saw her before you might have been an asshole, and you're not an asshole. Yeah, that's So why you and I, her might get along perfectly. That's why the experience was what it was. Yeah, like you and, you and her might get along perfectly, but I just feel like guys are still caught up in high school locker room mentality. Like 40 and 50-year-old men should not need the opinions of other people to decide who to see. Now, <laughs> now if it says that she robbed or harmed someone, I get that. 
I understand that. But still, even take that with a grain of salt. Because it could be a guy who didn't see her ever. Who's just mad because he didn't want to follow her screening procedure. Yeah, I can A lot of girls get retaliated on for their screening procedures. And I don't want you ladies out there to hear that and be like, See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I can't screen. Never make an excuse for not screening. Because you can end up dead, raped, or in jail. None of which is good. Screen everybody you see. And especially post-foster sister. You got to screen. I don't care. If it's slower money, all money's not good money. It's better. I'll tell everybody, slow and steady wins the race. You know, like I'd rather have slow money and know I'm gonna have my freedom and my and my health at the end of the day. But you know, that's just me. That's what matters. Like, yeah. Fuck. When you when you like at the beginning when you're starting out, right? Did you have any expectations of what like ex- escorting would be or what you were gonna do? Like, I really just. Thought it was gonna be just like my personal life had already been. Again, I was no no sexual prude already, so I kind of just thought I'm gonna be having fun. But now I'm gonna get to go see nice places and meet new people, and I'm gonna get paid now instead of just doing this shit for free. Yeah, I didn't think. I think for me, because I came out of a marriage and I had kids. I didn't even focus on the expectation. I just focused on the goal. I need a lawyer and some money ready in case my ex tries to take my kids. Like for me, yeah. that was all I had. I had like what they call it, tunnel vision. Like for me, that's all it was about. Get this money so you can take care of these kids. I cared about nothing else. So for me, my experience is different. I can imagine though that if I was. 20 something because i started at like 31 if i was 20 something and didn't have any kids or even just had one kid pretty carefree with just one kid yeah um then i might have had more expectations and been able to ponder more the exact job and what it would entail versus me just jumping balls to the wall in because i had a mission to accomplish like for me the reasoning was different, so. Did you know anybody who was in the industry when you started at all, or are you kind of going in not not, not in the industry in a classy and upscale way, which I knew I wanted to be in the industry. Okay. I knew people who, back home in a rather small city, did what they did because they had drug issues and such, who I was still friends with, but that was... I'm not saying I didn't party at some point. I did, but I was never a junkie. I never let... I was a recreational user of whatever I used, and it was nothing harder ever than weed and, like, powder cocaine. Never heroin, meth, none of that crazy shit. But um, I just never... Those people, their reasoning was different, again, than my reasoning and and my my journey... So, I came from, like, a pretty, I haven't spoken to them in years, but I came from a pretty well-off family. So, like, my journey was upper middle class, married wife, kids, so, and and no abuse, and no, well, you know what, I suffered at the hands of, like, two boyfriends hit me around the ages of 19 or 20, but even that didn't break me because I'm so alpha. I just literally yeah. tried to kill them back. Yeah. Like, it like it just, like, my brain was like, what the fuck you just do? Like, my brain was yeah. never like, oh, I'm the victim. I'm and, and I'm not making fun because I realize everybody has a different journey. So, to anyone who's been a victim of domestic abuse, I got two best friends who have been the victim up for over 20 years. So, I'm not making light of it. Yeah. 
I'm just saying how I handled it and how I didn't handle it. But I'm not putting down my friends who were the kind who cried and said I'm a victim because everybody processes things differently. I would never judge another woman on how she handles anything that happened to her. Um, I have a 30-year-old daughter who I'm not on very good terms with right now who's been a victim, whether she sees it or not, of emotional and mental and a little bit of physical abuse for years by her child's father. And so, and she's also bipolar. So again, I'm not making fun because I know what those demons and that pain is like. I'm not making fun of nothing. I'm not. So if that sounded insensitive, I didn't mean it to. I'm just saying what my reaction was in that moment to what was done to me. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so. What do you think your, like, biggest challenge was at the beginning? I don't think I had many challenges in the beginning other than just the emotional stress I was dealing with with the arguing back and forth with the ex when we were first splitting up. Okay. Uh, The biggest challenges came later on, like, um, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. When you're the new, when you're the new kid on the block, everybody wants to see you and meet you. I think about five years in is when I kind of went through the struggle of, okay, they're not paying as much attention to me. Uh, Okay, Okay. Like now my money's slowing down, you know, so like, and I didn't know at that point. Had to slow down me and my kids' spending to match that oh, okay. everything else was slowing down. Because it's hard so to it know what the market. it kind of put us in harm's way, and we lost a few homes, and it just took me a while in the last couple of years, actually, to get myself back to where we're really comfortable again, and we can go on vacation. I, and we're not comfortable all the time, because summer's a bitch still. Summer, yeah. like between August to the beginning of October, is rough, because business slows down, I'd say, for about... 65% of the ladies and those ladies are who's paying for websites and assistant work. So uh, when it yeah. slows down for them, it slows down for me too. That makes sense. And those unfortunately are the same months that I need the most money for family vacation back to school stuff for my oh, family. Shit. So it's like that they happen at the worst possible time every year together. So like now it's going to take me probably till like October to have really strong footing again because the summer kind of drained me. So yeah. And everybody's on vacation. Everyone's traveling. It's yeah. just like the summer's a... Yeah. And and just to the market I'm in, a lot of guys in Atlanta don't realize that a lot of girls live in Atlanta, but they don't work here. They And, and the ones who do work here... Why would you say, would you say that? They've already got like a sugar day or a shit ton of regs. Because... Um, so when Foster Susta happened and you lost Backpage... Now, Backpage was a free-for-all for everybody. You found mid-level, low-level, upper-level, and elite. You found a mixture of everyone on Backpage. Although most elite girls would love to tell you they never used Backpage, but all of them did. Yeah. At some point in time, because in certain cities, guys don't know about Arrows. In certain cities, guys don't know about Slicksa. Yeah. So, in those markets where you're touring, you have to you're going to you're going is use what that market is using, what the gentlemen in that area are using. So, when that went down, everybody felt it. Even the little prissy missies who thought they wouldn't feel it because they were above everyone else, they felt that shit after a while. They might not didn't feel it as soon, but they began to feel it. But what it did was, and I'll admit begrudgingly, 
that I too was one of the ones bitching and complaining and saying I wish and I realized now I was wrong <laughs> I wish that the girls who had been like on Fulton Industrial in the streets of Atlanta had never come on to Backpage and to other sites because they drove the market down now it is true that they drove the market down it I is can, I can understand it that. is true that they drove the market down but everybody deserves a chance to eat and pay their bills I have been in the struggle mode before where I had to offer. My only problem was I used to offer 60 once in a while. If my kids were starving, I'm not going to lie. I've even gone as low as 40. But just for one person so I could go buy groceries. Just for whatever. And then I took the ad down. But these girls now are operating at that every day of the week, all day long. And I wish they knew, A, you're going to burn out that way. Your body can only take that so much. We're in the South, though, the homeland of the pimps. Like, from North Carolina on down. Really? So, heavily pimped areas. So, just I just want anyone listening to think about this. Those of you who are listening, although I don't even know if they'd listen to something like this, the girls I'm referring to in that bracket, because it might not be something they have access to or even know about. Okay. But... Literally, you have to see four people just to make $200 if you're charging $50. I don't think people understand that. That's a lot. It's it's not a whole lot, but it's a lot if you need to do that every day. Because suppose your rent is like 1000 and you're charging 50 That's a lot of people just to clear rent. We ain't talked about utilities and groceries yet yeah. and whatever your children need if you have any. And then if you have any habits, which I hate to say a lot of ladies do. You got to have money for that, too. So at the end of the day, how many people have to come into your inner and mental space for you just to break even? That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And so I try to teach girls like, yo, at least set the rate at 200. And again, people like, well, we remember when you I know you remember. But you know what? I never stayed there. Y'all get comfortable there. And because their phone is ringing like this, you think that's cool. Like, oh, I'm making money. You're working dumb, though. You're not working smart. You're oh, yeah, working like backwards. Work smarter rather than harder. Right. Yeah. I used to have, <laughs> and if any guys are listening to this, this might turn them off. I don't know, but I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to speak my piece. <laughs> so when I first started, I used to tell girls, divide your hour into four sections. 15 minutes talking, get to know each other. 15 minutes rubbing down, massage him. 15 to 20 minutes of what he came for. And the last 15 minutes, rub, massage him and talk to him again. You spent a solid, hard 20 minutes working your body to the core. I used to tell everybody that. Yeah. And nobody who saw me was unhappy with it because they felt like I saw them as a person. Yeah. They didn't feel rushed. They actually felt like, oh, she took the time to get to know me. She talked to me. Oh, she gave me a nice little rub down like she set the mood. See, a lot of people think, and there are some guys who don't get it too. And they think, no, no, no. I need to just be pounding from the time I hit the door. No disrespect again. Everybody who knows me knows I tell the truth. I've probably offended a few people with three things I've said so far. But it is what hey, it if, is. Hey, if you got offended by uh, what Storm said, hey, <laughs> it, tell your friends about it. it. It is what it is. If a guy only wants to pound me and has no interest in even remotely having some small talk at first to make me comfortable, yeah. I don't want to see him again. Yeah. I don't want to see him in the beginning if... 
If I know, I want to. I want to have a conversation with the person that I'm about to it, see. It breaks wanna, the ice. How's it going? What's it your, breaks how the ice. <laughs> how can your body get turned on when you literally just walked into your clothes off and didn't even say hello to each other? I don't get it. No. I know some people operate like that. I've got girls who I've been mentoring who I've been trying to talk mm-hmm. out of that mindset, but habit is habit. And there's some times when I mentor girls, I just have to throw the towel and be like, "All right, washing my hands of it." I tried for at least a year to help. And if you're determined still to be part of, again, pardon what I'm about to say. I swear I'm not part of the hierarchy <laughs> committee. Not part of the hierarchy committee. But if you want to be ratchet and that's your wheelhouse, I can't help you with it. You got to go talk to somebody else. I told, my, I told my boyfriend yesterday, like, I wish I could bring on a girl to help mentor the ones who want to be ratchet, who understood what that wheelhouse was. Because I've never been ratchet. I don't understand it, so I can't teach it to you. That makes sense. Okay. Like, I don't understand how to teach you to be successful at busting it open every day and twerking all day. I don't know how to teach you that. Because. Because that wasn't your path. That wasn't. That's, that's, that's not. I believe real gentlemen of caliber who are worth spending my time with, worth a girl who I'm mentoring spending time with, wants to behave like a gentleman. And he wants, a, he wants a girl who knows how to be a lady if he wants to go to dinner or outside of that room. And then he wants you to turn on the hoe when you're in the room. But he don't need you to be the hoe the whole time. And I just feel like a lot of girls, especially now, because it's harder to get money. Because a lot of guys don't know what sites to look on. So you got a lot of people doing anything. Anything they can I mean, to I- get a phone call. <laughs> putting pics up of just... I don't know if any of you are familiar with Skip the Game. I talk about Skip the Games a lot. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Skip the Games. So I tell everybody, hey, if you need Ratchet, if Ratchet's your wheelhouse, because some dudes are turned on by Ratchet, and that's fine. There's no, Or some guys can only afford Ratchet that week. Maybe they go see High End Susie once a month, but they got an itch they need to scratch today, and all they looking at their wallet, they got 60 or $70. Yeah. Skip the games and mega personal. First off, if you I got 60 you. or $70, you're trying to get an escort, bro. You just got to save that money, dog. <laughs> But there are times, you know, there are times, though, and I get it, because I've had personal relationship with gentlemen who normally would pay way more than that, but that's where they were at on that given day. And if that's where you at on that given day, I, I, I can respect that, but stay in your lane. Find a girl who's offering that already. If that's what her rate says, call her. She's not going to be offended by it. But don't call yeah. me, and you see I'm saying 300 minimum, and then want to say, you got any 50 or 60 specials? No. <laughs> but my thing is, I t- and I tell guys, A, because I'm a helpful bitch, here's where you can go. Skip the games or mega personals. They got you all day long. Sometimes for shits and giggles. How does how does somebody make the transition, though, from doing, from like skip the games to being someone But here's who, like, the thing. Here's the thing. There's all different types of us that advertise on Skip the Games. Skip the Games is similar to, say, Backpage in that depending on where you yeah. are in Atlanta, it's a pretty well-viewed site. And Kentucky, so, Kentucky, Tennessee, Skip the Games is where it's at. And yeah. I post on there, but that doesn't change the caliber of my photos. That doesn't change the caliber of my professionalism. And that doesn't... So you can post there yeah. no matter who you are. I think you just got to be prepared for the fuck shit that's going to come into your phone. Yeah. And and for your text, but you can also find a couple of diamonds in the rough there. There are going to be some gentlemen who just went on Google SEO again and typed in 
escorts, whatever city and state they're in. And Skip the James was one of the first things that popped up. So they clicked it, especially if they're business travelers, they clicked it. That makes sense. And actually, if he's a businessman and he's looking for more classy and you're like the only classy thing on there, you're going to get his money. So that's not a bad thing. Like, you know, it's yeah. relative. People look at it as, oh, no, I'd never, I'd never advertise on Skip the Games. It's so beneath me. And that's true in most cases. But again, if you're surrounded by a sea of ratchets, again, no hierarchy. It's just a term that's commonly used. If you're in a sea of ratchets, and you, <laughs> and you are the and you are the only filet mignon on that board, and he's a filet mignon guy, he's calling you, and so that's not a bad thing. That's true. People like just so worried about. Oh my God! Well, if the other high-end escorts that I associate with see me there, oh my God, what is gonna happen? <laughs> I'm gonna be cast out. <laughs> they, half of them have posted there before too. Just stop it. You didn't see it when they did it, but they did it. Yeah. Like I don't do it often. I'm. I again, for me too, it's about SEO. For me, I post a lot of places that I'm probably never gonna get a customer from, but I just post because I know it's gonna drive people to my website. Which oh, is okay. going to help me. Like, it's not... I don't care what site it is. I'd advertise on a used car sale lot site if I could. I don't care yeah. what it is. I'm just trying to be seen so I can find the right customers. I mean, because so the more it's like fishing, I guess. The more, yeah, you, the it's more like, lines you cast... It's like the... I'm just either, shoo, shoo, And I'm just waiting for somebody to catch on the hook that's worth my time. Like, hey, I saw you on this car dealership website store. <laughs> when they first took Craigslist Personal down, girls were literally doing that. And when they first took the back page section down too, girls were literally posting in electronics. Really? Cars. Oh, yeah. People were posting everywhere. It was funny and shit. <laughs> I never did it. But I was like, this is just going to be too much. But yeah, people were posting everywhere. <laughs> everywhere i thought it was hilarious but yeah they were posting everywhere <laughs> well i mean you gotta you gotta find i mean gotta... yeah and especially if you're a girl who's really gotta pay her rent and is starving i would post there too somebody gonna see it yeah you gotta have visibility i mean visibility is everything look publicity is publicity bad publicity is still good publicity how can we get bad publicity for the podcast that's what we need <laughs> What is the worst publicity this You might get some today because I've probably offended a few people. You might have done it. Congrats. Go ahead. Hey, hey, if you uh if you've been offended so far by what Storm has said, I want you to know that I'm really appreciate you listening to the podcast. And tell tell your friends. And, and I'm not trying to and that's why I've said it every single time, I'm not trying to offend anyone. I just have a unique way of looking at and putting things into words. Yeah. But I have been in the struggle. I just recently got out of the struggle. So I'm not making fun of anyone. And again, I got a daughter who has her own struggles with a, being abused and being bipolar. So I'm not shitting on anyone. I just tell things from a comic perspective. Because, you know, sometimes you got to laugh not to cry. That's what I, that's my fucking dad. Sometimes you gotta laugh not to cry. I prefer I've had to laugh my way through a lot of shit. Like, for real. So, hey girls, laugh. Like, and I know it seems crazy, like, especially if you're looking at your eviction notice, but laugh, get yourself together, and figure out how you're gonna make that shit work and come up out of the mess. Like, for real. Fuck yeah. <laughs> laughter's, laughter's, yeah, that's where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> when you, uh,. When you started, were you able to talk? Were you able to tell anybody close to you uh, that you were that you were doing it? So, 
I never hid my face. You've always had your face in your ads the whole time. Only time I hid my face was after my second arrest. And I hid my face for all of a week because no one was calling me. Here's the thing that I try to teach BBWs. And it's hard, especially because some of them are actual teachers and shit outside of this. But the problem is because we don't have what's re- what's viewed as the normal sexy physique. Okay. But most of us have really pretty faces when we're thick. You got to hit them with the face. You got to hit them with the face. And, and it sucks because there are some girls who I've, you know, done website work for and stuff who cannot show their face because of their other work, their other jobs. And because, you know, they live in really small towns, really religious towns. And I get it, but it sucks because the BBW showing your face is like almost a requirement to really, really, really get good business. Unless unless you have some body feature. Now, there are some BBWs who have such huge butts. Like, but they have something that stands out enough to where nobody cares about the face. But I'm like the more average but BBW. Like, I ain't got no booty you can sit a Coke on and it's going to stay there or nothing. <laughs> like, I don't have extra large boobs. I'm busty, but I don't have, like, melons. So, and I'm only five feet tall. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to go with the face and personality first. I got to leave with my face and personality to draw people into me. Did you ever have, like, because you show your face, did you ever, I know, did any people find, like, see your ad and re- be like, hey, I know, like... I had a neighbor text me that lived next door to me about two years ago in the middle of the night. <laughs> my, <laughs> my boyfriend was sleeping. We were like sitting there and he texted me and he was like, oh, he said, hey, you live next door. Our kids just played the other day for July 4th. I just saw your ad. And I was like, fuck. And, and oh, the same house. This house. Was it a lady or a guy? It was a guy. The this, guy reached out. Yeah. This, this, this particular house just seemed to be crazy. We had a flood. And the plumber who came to, like, do the deep cleaning and yeah. also to clean the carpet, he's like, you don't remember me? I'm like, no. He said, I saw you, like, two years ago when you said, <laughs> I was like, ah, shit. <laughs> so, and uh, I was grocery shopping. Was he disappointed you didn't remember? I don't know, but, <laughs> like, I don't know. But, <laughs> but I was like, shh. Because, yeah. like, my boyfriend knows what I do, but he gets weirded out when people recognize me. Yeah. So, and he's home, and I don't need him hearing you reminding me of whatever happened between us. But, and most recently, I was in Ingalls about three months ago, and this black dude, I saw him looking at me and smiling at me, but that's not unusual. Even people who, oh, I could give you stories (laughs) for days of all the times people have, I had, we'll start here, then I'll go back. All the times people have done crazy shit when they saw me, like, Oh, wow, we got a horn blowing, oh, guys. Oh, shit, we got an alarm going on. Um, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so he literally, creepily, I was pushing my cart, and he came up and tapped me on the shoulder. He's like, hey, you're Storm, aren't you? I've seen your pics forever on games when always want to come up and see you, but, like, damn, it's nice to see you in person. Can I get a hug? And Can I, I was, get a hug, motherfucker? I was so freaked out. I was like... I hugged him and I was like, but don't ever do that again. Yeah. I was like, don't ever. I had one when I lived in Ackworth, see me walking home with groceries, literally pull up like how the feds pull up. Yeah. Jump in front of me with his car and block me. And be like, hey, Storm, I tried to see you, but I couldn't pass your screening. But I hope now that you see me, you'll know that I'm... No, now I think you're crazy. (laughs) Now I think you're crazy and now I'm never meeting you because now you've crossed all kinds of lines. But to answer your question, probably within about six months of me starting... 
my ex-husband, his girlfriend, and my older children began figuring things out. And just very recently, my 14-year-old kind of came into the loop and figured things out, too. So... How do they react? Those closest to me know... um, Here's how my, my children have this philosophy. They've never seen me act anything less than ladylike and classy. They've never seen me do anything less than cook three meals a day, help with homework, do what I'm supposed to do. Um, I put it this way. Even when I was married, my children never even saw me and my husband kiss in front of them. Hand-holding, yes. My kids have never seen me be overtly sexual in okay. front of them, even before I came into this lifestyle. So... They've never seen me be anything. Do they like what I do? No, but only because they worry about my safety and they worry about me getting arrested again. But not because they have real issue with me and my choices, but because they're worried about the rest of the world doing stuff to me. That makes sense. Yeah. Like safety is one of the, I mean, that's one of the most important things. How, how do you, I know screening is... That's, so I can't give y'all my secrets. I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't, yeah, I don't want to know how you screen people, but you have to. Yeah, you screen people that you see. What? Um, I, I screen know, people professionally. Yeah, you, that's what I'm you like, do. Is screen people. <laughs> yeah. So. So you offer it for your business, but then also uh-huh. when you, uh, it took. I'm sure it took a little while to. What the beginning? Did you have the same methods that you do now? For so screening? we did not have to screen. Nobody screened probably till mm-hmm. like. 2004, I think screening became a thing. And back then, it really, screening back then just consisted of making them talk to you on the phone so you could make sure you didn't hear police or radios in the background. Okay. Make sure you didn't hear two men in the car instead of one. Um, and and provider references, which is still a thing. Um, do you take pro- uh, provider references? I do not because uh, the first time I got busted was off the Big Doggy Review Board. Really? The second time was from a well-known member of TER who had about 25 OKs and good reviews, and he was undercover. And they know we take provider references, so they see a certain group of girls and never bust them. Yeah. And then they bust the rest of us from using them as references. So me, hell to Damn. the no. Me, it's a no for me unless it's a personal friend, like girl who I've gone out with, gone to the yeah. club lunch. We might have even shared in calls before. I might take references from them or maybe even some of the girls who I do work for because I know that they're screening correctly because I'm doing it. Yeah. But outside of that, hell no. Because it's just too easy for them to get away with uh, infiltrating. Because they're all within sense. the boards. Like they literally get in the boards just like any other guy does. Damn, yeah. The only thing I can see a provider reference might be good for is if he's violent and a rapist or a rob kind of guy. I can see where the provider reference thing might come in handy there. But if it's the police, their provider reference shit is just yeah. of zero consequence. When you uh, when you've seen people, is do you prefer in call or out call? Like where people are coming to you, or do you like going to people or out calls? Both times I got in trouble were out calls, so I don't like them. Yeah. Um. But that's not to say I haven't done any since. But in order for me to do it, I won't do any hotel out calls. I think I did one hotel out call for a gentleman who's visiting from out of town. He was like a CEO and I researched him and he sent me to his business site. Yeah. And uh, it was comfortable, but it's never quite comfortable. Yeah. It's comfortable, but I tend to feel on edge and kind of nervous. But I think that's here in Atlanta. Like I think out call might feel more comfortable to me in certain cities. 
I, I don't think I'd ever feel comfortable doing alcohol in New York just because their laws are crazy. But, like, maybe in Baltimore, um, maybe Chicago, there are some cities where I think it might be okay if I've really screened him with real-world information and if he's got references from any ladies that I'm really familiar with and know are reputable. Like, okay. I'm not totally opposed to it, but um, what I did learn was it's from the moment you walk in, if it feels uncomfortable, lie and say you left something in the car and just don't come back. Okay. Instead of trying to force it to be comfortable and then here come the other officers through the adjoining room door. That's a big thing. Never, if you go to a hotel, and I, it could be coincidence, but my, in both my experiences. Yeah. If you go to a room and there's an adjoining door. And you don't really, you just don't feel comfortable. Like yeah. our gut, you, female intuition is a thing. Yeah. And if your gut says no, get the fuck out, because often the adjoining door rooms are stings, and they're on the other side, and the yeah. one that's in the room with you is wearing the wire, and it's just nuts. And so I'm like, don't go to Red Roof Ends, girls. Don't go to Red Roof Ends, Super Eights in Atlanta. Don't go to the Westin or the W or the Marquee. They in the Westin? Isn't that a nice one? The, it's a nice one, but that that's, where, that's, one? that's where they get. One? That's where they bust the high end girls. See, they 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 know like you know. That's when they get on arrows and start doing things. And okay. and so like the Renaissance, the W and the Westin, just stay the fuck out of them. Damn. Like stay the hell out of them. So, <laughs> yeah. What uh? Who would you say is your like average clientele that come like is a uh, white collar? I get a lot of nerds, and that's okay. I tell people I don't look like it, but I'm really a sexy nerd. Like I, I like nerdy stuff. Like one of my favorite TV shows, and I'm so heartbroken that it's over is The Big Bang. Like okay. I'm really a fucking nerd. My roommate loves Big and, Bang. Too. And I spend hey guys, my biggest turn on in life is watching Investigation Discovery. <laughs> 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 like uh, like give me some. Some wine and investigation discovery, and I'm like, I'm totally into it. But yeah, like, um, what was the question again? I got off track with that investigation. Oh, discovery. average clientele. It guys, somebody flushed the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I it guys, um, and again, that's relative to market. So, like, if I go home to DC area. Herndon, Virginia, and around that area, it's going to be IT and government guys. Okay. Not not like congressmen and senators, I wish, but I ain't been that lucky yet. Or if I have, they didn't tell me. But back then, when I was in that area, we didn't scream like that. So I probably saw a few and just didn't know because, you <laughs> know, like, they wouldn't suit, want me to know that. That suit But uh, here in Atlanta, I have to say, at the price point I'm at now, before I used to get more of a mixture like, I used to get kind of just the everyday black guy here and there, uh, the guy who worked at the hospital here and there. But since my rate went up a little bit, it's more like just the white-collar IT guys or the guys who work in information technology some kind of way. Okay. Maybe they're the ones who do the information technology security. Um, I've had a couple, of a few attorneys here and there. Uh, a couple of CEOs, but like CEOs of small privately owned business. Okay. But for the most part, my Pretty clientele is the white gentleman age 40 and up. Okay. For the most part. Nice. Have you, uh, I know you said you're currently like in a uh, relationship. Mm -hmm. How is it uh, being in a relationship and also doing this? 
And so in the beginning, he didn't think he could be in a relationship at all because of my profession. But it's kind of weird because he met me because of my profession. Yeah. He was a customer. Um, but I've always, even before him, been with a significant other. I've never been single while doing this. Really? So I don't, I don't really know quite what that's like. I might have been single the first six months in 2001 of starting but yeah. still not really because i was seeing someone regularly then okay i've been pregnant twice since doing this like it, my life just kind of kept going as a u- regular everyday life yeah um but where for him um i can say that he's waiting for me to fully retire before we finally get married so okay. he's 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 made his peace with it it used to be a bigger problem like two years ago but now I think he's so proud of me and what I've built with Taken by Storm or what we've built together because he's probably built a little more than half of the sites. Okay. When I first started, before I got so many assistant clients, I did all the sites. But once I took on assisting and marketing for people, I didn't have as much time anymore. And so to keep everybody's things on schedule, I'll, I'll tell him, hey, do this for me. Yeah. And so that's kind of, and because he's who taught me how to do web design. So it didn't oh, okay. make, it wasn't a problem for him to like kind of just pull it back in. But um, I have a vanilla web design company too, but I won't say it here because yeah. a lot of these girls also have vanilla businesses and I've done their sites for both. Oh, sweet. And that's why I had to make up the other company because I couldn't put Taken by Storm in the footer of their vanilla site. Yeah, that, so, make, that makes sense. Um. But yeah, like, um, I think what keeps it cool for us is he doesn't do it often, but he's a fetish dude. Okay. He's not really a full service dude, but he's a fetish dude. And so, um, I guess is my way of appeasing him for putting up with me and my shenanigans ever so often. He's allowed to go out and see someone. Oh, and nice. I, and I think that, you know, I guess that's where we, we meet in the middle. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Has it, have you ever, um... Develop feelings. I know for a client. I know you said oh, him. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got. I, I I had probably three boyfriends prior to him. Much oh. shorter lived boyfriends that I also met as customers. But I don't think that was so much genuine feeling as the need of stability in a new place. I hadn't been in Atlanta okay. very long. But with him, it was like for real, for real. Nice. With them, it was more like. I like you, like is the good friend who's got my back and pays shit for me. But I don't think it was like, man, like I really feel some kind of way when you're not around. Like yeah. I really, like I didn't have the desire to be loyal to them. Like I have the desire to be loyal to him. Okay, okay, that makes so, sense. But because I'm an alpha and I'm an Aries, I was extremely jealous when they saw or touched anything while I was still doing me. <laughs> but you know, you you evolve. <laughs> Um, STDs, um, how, how common do you find STDs to be? So, I think most of us, there's that 20%, and especially post-fostensus that might even be a little higher of girls who have found themselves in such financial straits that they might be willing to take the risk of the, of the bear stuff. Um, and I think back in the day, all of us had what we referred to as the boyfriend client, the one or two special clients who we allowed that with. But I know in like the last 15 years at least, most people stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, I would say it's very similar to being in the porn industry in that your body is your commodity and your yeah. reputation 
And so I'd say we're probably tested and take better care of ourselves than most of the people. It's the same thing as saying all these girls like on Craigslist, all these girls on here, you know, they're hoes, they're charging, and all of them have STDs. I remember to see that post all the time. We'd be like, nah, that's wrong. The girl who's doing it for free and not getting checked out yeah. is the girl you better be worried about. She don't have nothing to lose. We got our whole productivity and business. It's your to livelihood. Lose. Yeah. yeah. So no, I I think I think on a whole, I bet that regular civvy girls test dirty way more frequently yeah. than we do. How uh, how often do you get tested? For me, it's like sixty days, and I think that's about the norm. But again, I'm semi retired. Yeah. I like I. I might see one to two clients every every 60 days if we're yeah. lucky. So, but, you know, if you're really busy and you have a heavy rotation and most of your clientele is full service, like for me, I've always advertised full service and I don't have a problem with it. But for at least the last 10 years, most of my clients have been my prostate massage guys okay, or just body rub guys. So, and I used to fuck dudes up, especially when they're trying to insult me or flame me for being a sex worker. And I'm like, yeah, I only sleep with like 15% of my clients, though. Yeah. Like, like I could have a 10-client day and only sleep with two and still clear $1,500 back in the day when things were good. Now, this is prior to Foster, Sesta, and all the bullshit. Yeah. But people assume that being an escort is exclusive to full sex, and that's not true. There's yeah. plenty of us who rarely do that. And I'm not, and again, no problem with those that do because I had some clients who, like, they wasn't going to come see me if it wasn't that. But I'm just saying I had way more clients who, that's not quite what they were looking okay. for. So, you know. But, yeah, if if you are really, really full service frequently all the time and I work for people who are, I mean, I don't know how often they get tested because that's out of my assistant wheelhouse. Whatever they do privately yeah. with their doctors i don't know but i would hope if you're that active that you're going every 30 days but i don't know i don't you know i don't know what they do okay female condoms you ever use you ever, you ever use female no condoms? it looks like the most complicated shit in the world to me <laughs> i i got friends who swear by them but i'm just like yeah i'm, I'm so good on it because i'd misuse it and it wouldn't even catch what it was supposed <laughs> to and it would just be a mess so no what a magic shout out to magic uh <laughs> She gets a shout out every episode. <laughs> <laughs> does uh, does attraction play uh, play a part of seeing a client at all? Hmm. I think the only times that ever mattered to me was when I was in like a lonely, kind of depressed state, like had kind of gotten into a slump and really gave a damn. But for the most part, no. Um, what matters most to me with a client is that they follow my you know, guidelines and procedures and that they're respectful and mannerly and mature when speaking to me Yeah, and that they have the damn donation I asked for without haggling me. <laughs> like, like for me, <laughs> yeah. that's we're good at yeah. that point. Like I, I don't want to have to deal with someone who's 40, who's acting like he's 10. Yeah. That's, that's... I, I don't now at the same token, like if you come in and you get undressed because I worked in medical, and I see stuff that looks like it could be contagious. We're yeah. going to discuss it. I will right then on the spot ask questions. I'm yeah. not I'm not going to try to suffer through none of that. Yeah. I'm going to ask you because I got a family. You're like, hey, dog. Yeah, like, what's that? You know? That dick looking interesting. <laughs> like, what's that? I have had people. Hey, guys. Hey, hey, y'all. Look. 
Hey. I wrote a blog about this a few years ago, and I'm going to address it here. Smegma, it's a thing. Look, look. I feel like everyone should be circumcised, but if you're not, if you're sporting a natural turtleneck, okay. But please pull it back and clean. I find, again, not trying to be offensive, I find that Spanish and Irish clients are the worst at that. Irish? Yeah. How, how do you know they're Irish? Like, they're, they're redheads? No. Um, usually when men have a lot of body hair and stuff, I'm intrigued by it because I like hair. Okay. And so I'll say, hey, what nationality are you? And they'd be like Irish. And some of them still have their Irish accent, too. Like oh, if sure. They, like actual Irish. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like, yo, they, I don't think, have been taught the importance of pulling back their foreskin and okay. cleaning. And, like, that that terrible bacteria and pus film buildup smell that makes me want to just run out of the fucking house. <laughs> Look, guys, guys, I had I had one, bruh. I just, I did, I literally triple stacked the condom and could still smell it. So, I mean, that's, you gotta I go. asked him to shower, but you know, you ask someone to shower, and I guess they'd be uncomfortable and scared. Yeah. But you ask them to shower, and they come out smelling just like they did before. And at that point, like, you don't know what else to say because you already suggested a shower, and you don't want to be fucked up and be like, you stink. Like, yeah, you fucking yeah. reek. Please go do yeah. it again. Or should I come in and do it for you? Like, if you don't know. But I'm to that point now that if I ever have to come face to face with something like that again, yeah. I'm going to be like, let me, let me, let me help you in the shower. Let yeah. me, like, let me, let me help you. But. Are you getting your hair wet? No. Okay. Uh, hey, hey guys <laughs> who may not be familiar with ladies of color. This was a thing on Twitter a few weeks ago and I was so glad somebody else brought it up because I've been saying it for years. Look in our personal lives if we're with our actual man, boyfriend, hell, even a Tinder date and we're not doing nothing else the rest of the day or the next day. We don't care if our hair gets messed up, okay? But if. I'm working, and this is a job. If I'm working, and I literally took time to put my face on and put my hair and shit together to meet you, and then you come in talking about, can we take a shower together? The answer is no. It's (laughs) no. Or I might get in there, but I'm going to make sure I'm standing back far enough to rub and soak your back. But all that, what you saw in the movies is not happening unless you're going to pay for this hair. Yeah, that makes sense. And this makeup. Makeup's not cheap, dudes. It's not. Makeup's not cheap. <laughs> and hair definitely isn't cheap. <laughs> what, uh, do you feel like have your views on sex have changed at all since escorting at all? So... My grandmother was rather prudish about sex, but she taught me something that I took in a way I don't think she quite meant for me to take it. She said, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. For those of you who don't know, the female goose is the gander. And what that basically means is, to me, whatever men do, I should be able to do. If a young man can run around and sow his raw oats till he figures out his life, guess what? So did I. And so I was already very free-spirited and very spontaneous in my sexuality long before this. I tell people all the time, it's going to sound really bad. I hope my family never hears this podcast. But I definitely had more, as we say, body count prior to this work. Okay. I'm sure I amassed the longest part of my body count between the ages of like 18 to 23. I'm almost positive of that. Nice. 
<laughs> well, I don't know if anybody else would see that. It's nice, but it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, my body counts low, sir. What's low? <laughs> All right. Um, have you? Do you think your views of men have uh, changed since doing this? I think because I, my grandmother raised me, but I think because I grew up with a very open sexually mother as well who talked to me about a lot of things that she probably shouldn't have when I was very young uh I think that my mother gave me a good insight very young as to what men were like both the good and the bad okay and I believe it or not have tried to do the same with my daughters not my 14 year old because she's really still Disney princess rainbows and butterflies she finally started putting some makeup on but she's not ready at all for like the filth part of life yeah. like she's not ready for it so supposed to be home crating my dog right now folks that's his alarm um <laughs> I think that I've come to understand that all men aren't as bad as I thought they are and I know that's weird in this thing because I've seen a lot of bad yeah. I've, I've had people come and see me like literally the night before their wives are about to have cancer surgery and I've asked them why are they here like John Edwards, go like, go check on your wife. Don't like you? like, why are you here? Oh well, and they always try to make it seem like oh she understands. I bet she doesn't. <laughs> I bet I bet she doesn't. Or she might have just said it because when my mom was in her final stages before my mom died of cancer, she told my dad to find someone. She didn't want to be alone, and I told her when she told him, I said, "You don't mean that, and that's gonna come back to bite you." And it came back to bite her. I, like, true words were never yeah. spoken. Like it came back to bite her, and I was because she, she couldn't take it. She thought she could mentally take it. She could be unselfish like that. Yeah. But th- that's a hard thing, and especially when you're sick, because your wedding vows say, you Til know, death till or- death do we part in sickness and in health. So while I'm sick, I don't expect you to be out trying to find a new person to lay with the minute I'm a little cold in the ground. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, at least to wait me. a little bit. But, yeah, I mean. I think I'm old-fashioned in some respects, folks. <laughs> the mourning period is a year. For those who don't know, the official etiquette for mourning is a year. So they used to make people wear black for a year. We ain't got to go that far. But at least be decent enough before jumping in another relationship to mourn your wife or your husband for a year. Or even your girlfriend or boyfriend. If y'all were never married, but they were with you through thick and thin, a year. How long should I mourn my ex-girlfriend? Is she dead? No. Well, you, <laughs> you don't need to mourn her. Then you can move on tomorrow. But anyway, <laughs> move on. I always tell people the best way, the best way to get over someone is with another someone. I'm a strong believer in that. Like the best way, uh, yeah. someone's plural. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes till you find the right one. Yep. When, uh, when you're in a session, do you feel pressure to live up to people's expectations? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so... Only person's expectations I'm gonna live up to are mine. Hey guys, if you're listening and that ain't your cup of tea, you know to avoid me, and I'm okay with that. Let me tell you why. Because, like I said earlier, if your expectations are coming from a review you read, or if your expectations are coming from based off your experience with another BBW who, because we're around the same weight and size, you figure we're gonna be the same, or because we're around the same price point, we're gonna be the same. We're human beings. I may not even know her, so how can we be the same? I Like, we might be as totally yeah. different opposite ends of the scale as anything could ever be. Like, oil and water different. Yeah. So, 
No, here's what I'm going to do. In any appointment I go into, as long as I'm treated with some respect and kindness and you're not the, the client I hate is the client who strips down, lays on the bed, puts his hands behind his bed and crosses his feet like I am here. <laughs> I'm your God. Serve me. And can't even say, hello, how you doing? You look nice. Oh my God, you look so great. Because we put effort into looking like yeah. this for y'all. But the, the guy who just comes in and won't talk yeah. and, or the ones who then you try to make small talk when they're like you talk too much so you can really get dressed now because this is not gonna go well but yeah. i'll let you stay but i just know already that yeah. you're gonna hate me at the end of this and i'm hating you now <laughs> so i think the only expectations i have are to do the best i can in the situation of the moment if he's an ass i can't do but so much to make it go well yeah some girls can, again, I'm alpha, I can't. Nothing in me, sometimes I talk to myself in my inner voice, I'd be like, yo, just try to be a little submissive, just just try to conform <laughs> to what he wants. And, and and then the other me is like, hell no, he gonna get this realness today. So, so like, you know, like, because I, I, I can't, how can you even be fiercely and passionately pleasure giving? And sexual or even give a good relaxing massage if you are not free to be yourself. Yeah. And you're forcing yourself to walk on pins and needles to deal with somebody. Yeah. I, I can't function like that. So, no. The only expectation I want to live up to is what I promised you on my site. Which was that I was going to be professional. That I was going to look like my pictures. And that I was going to do my best to give you a good stimulating time. But if you come in and you're the issue for the problem, I'm not mad when you leave mad. And I'm not worried when you leave mad. Because yeah. I tried and you were an ass. Yeah. You can't help that. Yeah. You know, but you know, there are some girls who are like, no, 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 you have to be nice. The client's always right. I'm like, this is not a business where the client's always right. You're talking about your body. This is not that business. The client is not always right because if that's the case, he could rape you and that would be okay too. So no, the client is not always right. Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, when you meeting new people, do you have any anxiety? Always. That never goes away. I don't care if you started yesterday or 18 years ago like me. Um... And especially as crazy as all the things and stuff have been this year. I mean, I was even a little anxious. And my family was very anxious about me coming to do the podcast with you. Yeah, like, they, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, um, two of my daughters were like, it sounds sketch. You sure it's okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's good. I was like, remember, mommy mommy screens and keeps other people safe. Y'all yeah. do know that, right? <laughs> and they're like, I was like, I talked to him for almost a month. He just interviewed one of my other friends. It's good. They were like. All right. You hear that? I'm good, guys. <laughs> but yeah, and, and I will I will let you know I reached out to our other friend. I reached out to Alexis Rest was like, yo, he good? Cause yeah. I like, yeah. Oh, yeah. like like I had to because and especially because we're coming to a setting that's not my home. Yeah. I needed to know like, yo, he's he's <laughs> he gonna be good. Cause there are so many stories of uh photographers in this industry for one which is why i started taking by storm photography because we need oh, more okay. female photographers who aren't going to try creepy stuff yeah. there's a lot of really good photogs who are male that once they're in a setting like this begin to try to cross boundaries yeah 
And I just wanted to be sure, like, yeah. I, but but I had to ask. Oh, yeah. you know what I'm you saying? Have, yeah. Like, ha- I mean, like, you have to. I, I I had to again, mainly because if you'd been come to my house, I might not have asked so much because I know where every weapon I need is at my yeah. house. But here, where I'm out of my element, I got questions to ask. Yeah. And you know, she assured me it was great, and I trust her, so that's why I'm here. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> um. I feel like burnout can happen in anything you do. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, does it happen to you? And how do you try to, how, what can you do to make sure it doesn't happen? Or? Burnout happens in anything you do. I got burnout when I was a CNA. That's why I left it. Yeah. Um, I get burnout time and time from, from assistant work. And that's why this year I made up my mind on Sundays. I don't care if the sky is falling. I'm not answering shit on Sundays no more. Yeah. Like I need at least 24 hours to just let myself be me and not answer nobody else's emails, texts, and worry about nobody else's life but mine. And that's why absolutely once a year I go away for a whole week in August, me and my family, and I don't answer anybody's stuff. But sometimes I might take twice a year. It just depends. But, um, like, I try to keep going through the burnout because I need money. But... As far as like on an escorting level, that's what I was talking about earlier. You got to work smarter so you don't get that stressed out. Getting an assistant, a lot of girls get an assistant when they're approaching burnout. Because the emails and the text is what actually drives most people to burnout. Yeah. The constant having to fight tooth and nail for real screening info. The constant barrages of stupid ass one-liner texts like you avail with a question mark, not even the whole word you. Yeah. Or what's up with the head? Like that kind of the, oh, the Atlanta guys love that one. What's up with the head? <laughs> what's up with the <laughs> I'm like, and I was text like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, I'm, I'm never what's meeting up you with talking the to head? me like that. But yeah, that uh, like. Has that ever worked? I'm sure it works on the girls, like I was talking about earlier, that came in off of Fulton Industrial who were pimped and who it has to work or else somebody's going to beat them at the end of the day for not meeting quota. But but if that's not what the setting is, it's probably not working on anyone else. And I hate that it works on them because I hate to see people be exploited. If you want to exploit yourself, that's one thing. But to have some lazy, bum-ass dude walking around driving a nice car, taking all y'all's money where your body and soul is the one doing all the work. Fuck. No. Um, but I would say, like, reel me back to the question again. <laughs> I lost it. Burnout. Yeah. So, <laughs> hey, y'all. I know I look 30, but I'm going to be 50 in April. And so my brain is a little sketch sometimes. I'm Hormones all my jacked. My brain is sketch all the time. I can't remember anything. Um, that's why you can't, you can't. Unless someone's forcing you, in my opinion, be happy doing $50 appointments all day, every day. That's too much work. That's way too much work. And I'm betting that the people who are offering you that rate aren't the most respectful gentlemen in the world. Because a respectful gentleman wouldn't eat. Even if all you wanted was 50, he'd yeah. tip you another 50. Is it hard to go from get out of that? Like, say if you initially start with the 50, is it hard to get to where... You got to clean house. You got to do a lot of rebranding and a lot of marketing. Unless, unless you're like what happened to me and your name is already solid. And you're just willing to lose those clients you had before. Yeah. But your name and your 
online presence like in google and stuff is already so good that you don't want to get rid of it although i am launching a new persona in november but i'm still gonna have both my personas i'm not getting rid of storm yeah. storm is in is like a brand that's been around forever yeah. I, it would be dumb as hell for me to just throw that completely away and then start completely fresh especially when i'm almost retired anyway yeah. like that doesn't make any sense but to those girls because most of them don't have websites or nothing anyway they can start absolutely fresh there's no brand yet there's, there's like no brand, and the only people who know that they were even at that rate is their regs and the guys who only looked on Skip the Games and Mega Personals. That makes sense. But if they save up, I think in Atlanta the ads are 120, 130 for arrows. Okay. If they save up just that 130, get a friend, anyone with a decent Samsung or iPhone, or even a friend who has a pro camera. Yeah. To take some good pics and to teach them, hey, all right, this requires something a little different. Stop busting it wide open. Yeah. Like, classy men want you to leave something to the imagination. They want to see you bust it wide open maybe on OnlyFans or clips for sale. But in the actual ad, leave something to the imagination. Okay. Like, like leave them a reason <clears throat> to want to see you. And, I, and I've known this for years. If you give them all that, they sit there and they jerk off. And then they don't need to come see nobody. So they got a freebie out of you because you just gave yeah. them everything in the ad. That just you just spread wide eagle. Nobody now is curious enough to come and see what you really have to offer them. That makes sense. But everybody's worried about fast money. I've been I swear I've been giving this speech for the, like the last week to girls. Like, bruh, like I know some of y'all feel like, oh well, storm is just taking me too long to make money. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah, do you have any advice for like uh, ladies that are trying to start out doing this? Well, they need to know is, it's. Does this cost money? You got to. They this, need to know it's not advice? easy. They need to know it's not easy. That's the first thing they need to know. I think people look at us on Twitter and Instagram and our pretty lingerie and our pretty expensive shoes and on these nice trips, and they don't know what went into that. I think a lot of them also don't know. That either you're like me and you have a second job. Well, actually, my web design business is now my main job. But you have something else that you're doing. Or a lot of us actually have significant others and husbands. Or they have a sugar daddy. Or they have a really good regular clientele base. So it does not matter about what they do. Because their base is already solid. But when you're just coming in post-FOSTA-SESTA... I, I tell everybody, I always get girls who are like, I, I'm going to quit my whole job. I've had one girl that I mentored actually do that two years ago. Now, keep in mind, she's model gorgeous. She's very petite in height, but she really looks like a high fashion model. Okay. And she's exotic because she's Peruvian or something. And she instantly went to like from like $600 an hour to $1,200 an hour and she makes bank. But she's already got the fancy Mercedes, you know, most yeah. expensive class, whatever that line is. She looks the part. That's the most important thing. You got to find what can work for you and look the part. And that's what I tell people. You can look expensive without spending a whole lot. Celebrities wear Fashion Nova. Ain't nothing wrong with you wearing Fashion Nova. I got a whole closet. I got other clothes too, but yeah. I got Fashion Nova too because sometimes when I want to buy a shit ton of clothes because I know I'm going on a tour, but I want to save some money, I'm going to get that shit from Fashion Nova. 
and then accessorize it with the more expensive purse and the more expensive shoes. Okay. Like you don't you don't have to like men are men. They just know you look nice, you look pretty, and you showed the hell up. I'm not gonna be like, oh, this dress uh, <laughs> is it fake? Uh, and it, and like, if you are that kind of dude, I'm gonna be like, well, let's look on my phone and see where the nearest Chanel shop is, and you can take me and we'll put it on your account. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. If you want to complain about it, buy me something different. And I think that's fair. I think that's fair, but. <laughs> The main thing is they got to find, get in where they fit in and make that work for them. Like if you know you will never fit into or you don't have the gift of gab conversation and education to market as an elite because those guys are expecting to be able to talk about travel, talk about politics, talk about, you know, intelligent topics. And the only thing you can talk about is Future's last mix CD. (laughs) That's not your wheelhouse. So then go back to marketing as the girl next door. But you can be the girl next door and still be classy, though. Like, you can be the girl next door without busting it wide open in your tube socks. You don't have to do that. Like, like there's a way of doing things. But the most important advice is if you're going to do it, you got to learn how to screen. Um, If you can't afford an assistant, which you probably won't be able to, at least till... You've been in like six months and really gotten the ball rolling. At least ask others how to do it and read what you can online about how to screen because that's going to be the most important thing. And then the second thing, like I said, get some high definition pictures. I don't care who you have to have take them. I'm not going to like ram paying a $300, $400 an hour photographer down your throat. That's ridiculous when you're first starting out. But get somebody to take them. And stop thinking arrows cost too much. Okay, that that they. But I used to tell people all the time when we were on Backpage Atlanta, because there's so many girls in Atlanta, you literally had to move your ad up about seven times per day to still be visible. Damn. Each ad was fourteen dollars. Fourteen times seven a day times at least five days of the week. Eros only wants 130 from you for the month. You gave Backpage more than that. Oh, shit. By the end of the day. And that was every week. And y'all are complaining because y'all are looking at the lump sum. But trust me, every time you ran your card Backpage for $14, especially if it was five, six, seven times a day, and especially if it was seven days a week, you could have got three different Eros ads up. Damn. There's really no excuse for... Not trying to better yourself. Get yourself a website so people will want to screen. Men generally don't want to screen for girls who they don't see any professionalism from. Who they don't feel like they can trust with their information. Yeah. Can't afford to have someone build you a website. There's Wix. That's That can be completely free. They do have package you can pay for, but you can do it for free. Squarespace is probably the easiest site builder for someone who needs to do it themselves. It'll be $26 a month for hosting, and you'll pay $18 for the domain for once a year. Um, and who else? Oh, I just had to email this free escort website builder list to a girl yesterday who can't afford to pay me yet to do a site but needs to put something up to okay. get the ball rolling. I can't think of a list, but those are two that are actually really good. Oh, cuties, tools, or there's a few. Like, there's different ways of doing things, but you got to have some pics, you got to have a website, and you got to have a plan B so that you can still be getting money some other way because you may not pop off right away. Yeah. And you, back in the day, yes. The minute we put an ad up, 
we could make a thousand the very first day, but that's because we didn't have to screen as hard. That's because we didn't have Foster Sesta. That's because we had ample review sites and other sites. Again, I hate review sites. I am not pushing y'all to give a damn about review sites. Please don't. They're horrible. It's like the locker room for little kids. Not. I'm not saying to do that at all. But yeah, like you just gotta know that it's gonna be hard work. And you got to give what you take. I've had people come to me who aren't making anything and want my help. And then every suggestion I give them, they're too lazy to do it. Or yeah. they want to whine and tell me why they can't do it. I'm not about to sit here and do everything for you. You got to care for you. You got to care. Because yeah. otherwise, I might as well come do the appointment take all the money from it. <laughs> Nobody did it for me. Like, like yeah. I, I, I Part of being a millennial even buckles down to those girls. They they just entitled. And they think the world should just give them instant gratification for whatever they want to do when they want to do it. They don't, they don't, like, why you ask me what you should do if you're not going to listen to me? Or if you're going to turn yeah. it around and say, I was the bad guy and I was mean to you because I told you the damn truth. <laughs> what a, if you're a millennial out there and you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> I'm a millennial too. Hey, we're cool. <laughs> hey, y'all might be cool, but you know I ain't lying about a lot. <laughs> you know. Do uh, you have any advice for clients? Seeing any, uh, any clients at all that would uh, might be jumping into this? Again, Foster Sesters made everything hell for everybody. So, at least when you contact a girl who might just be starting out, or just any girl. Check her online presence. Check and see that she has three to six months of ads, website, at least ads if she doesn't have a website, uh, some social media presence. Just check and make sure she's legit because a lot of these ads that you see are too good to be true are the are the police. <laughs> so and and if they're not the police, they're they're the stick up kids as I like to call them. The people who want to rob people. Okay. So. I feel like you got to do your research. You research your TV, your dentist, your doctor, your attorney, the kids, your schooler, the, the school your kids are going to go to when you move into a neighborhood. You shouldn't treat this any differently. Yeah. It's still a business at the end of the day. And in other words, you got to screen us just like we screen you. Yeah. Not with the same information because we're the one bearing the most illegal burden. So when guys say, well, if I send you all my screening information, you're going to send me your ID and real name too? No, no, because you've already had a way to research me. Yeah. You saw a full site. You read all about me. You know whether I'm legit or not. I don't have any idea who you are. So no, guys, the whole send me your real information in exchange for it really doesn't work and even up like y'all think it does in your heads. It's not the same. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what do you? I know you said you're I better be. I be, better be remarried. That's the first damn thing that better happen. He's waiting on you. He's waiting on you to get out. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But it better happen. <laughs> I better be remarried. Um, you heard that, dog. <laughs> I I I hope to be happily living on the West Coast somewhere, and I hope to also be able to afford my dream little getaway cottage on the sea in Italy. Because I'm determined that by the time I'm old and ready to die, I just want my family to take me to Italy, sit me in my rocking chair. I want to look out at the seashore, and I want to happily pass drinking a good glass of wine and eat some good ass, real authentic Italian pasta. That's it. <laughs> In your own house? In your own Italian house? Yeah. Smelling the breeze. That's what I want. <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Do you? Uh, I always like to. I always like to end on. Uh, you got anything? Any funny story? Any uh, anything? Any uh, anything good? <sighs> well, there have been doozies, but uh, about I think 2015 it was, and it. My friends and my boyfriend never let me forget this. Because I have a real aversion to spit. Okay. okay. I had it when I worked at the nursing home. I had it as a mother. Little baby drew. I can cope, but I still don't really like it. Yeah. This guy who looked like, who looked A, and I'm chunky as hell. Y'all know I'm a BBW. But I'm just describing him so that hopefully you can get the visual. This guy sent this picture. He had like a unibrow, some like super thick glasses. I'm blind as a bat and I'm supposed to wear stigmatism glasses too. I just don't. So again, no harm, no foul. But just, you got, just, I want you to get the picture. Try to close your eyes and envision him. So far we got Borat with some thick glasses. (laughs) And kind of greasy curly hair and like fat and in a white t-shirt that looked like it had a grease stain on the collar this is the pic i was sent okay with those eyes like you see all the serial killers have like that real not really in their body look okay you know what i'm talking about like that spacey like like, they're like looking that through the camera. weird weird kind of look and he his email was i'm a virgin Oh, by the way, I don't see virgins. I know some girls do. No virgins? I will not see them. And as a matter of fact, all of them that come to me, I, I'll go ahead and give them a massage, but I tell them that's something really special and that shouldn't be given to someone who you had to pay for it. Damn. As a mom, I can't do you it. You can't do it? I can't. I got. I still have some morals, y'all. I know it's a little <laughs> crazy, but yep, I turned them away. I, I will not deflower a virgin. As it, have you ever been with anybody and then they're like, I was... I wasn't no, they told no me longer. before, thank God. In my personal life, I had a boyfriend who told me after, and that still kind of took me back. But at least we were in a, it was like a relationship, so yeah. it was okay. But back to this creep. Okay. So this picture's glaring up at me. I'm already like, mm, by the pick. But then he says, I'm very, I don't know if he said he was a virgin or if he was just sexually unexperienced, but I think he said virgin based off where the conversation went after that. Yeah. He then said, um, I'm not very good at kissing. I haven't really done it that much. So would you be okay if I drooled a little bit down your face and then sniffed it? Sniff the drool? <laughs> yeah, sniff the spit. I was like, okay, hell no. I put my computer away for the rest of the day. I'm off. I'm off for the rest of the day. <laughs> Sometimes, so that you don't spaz, you just yeah. have to put your computer away and be like, fuck this shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but like, and I showed this picture to him and they were like, oh yeah, he looks crazy, crazy. I'm like, right. Like, like he's going to chop me up and put me, he's going to sniff the drool and then I'm never coming back home. So I was like, yeah, I'm good on that shit. I'll see you later, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was weird. And I swear at least once a year, one of my friends remembers that story and jokes to me and is like, can I drool on your chin? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, I thought, um, I'll see ads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, some providers, they'll be like, no AA, right? For no black dudes. I'll see it from both providers that are black, from providers that are not black. Yeah. What? How do you feel about that? What are hey, y'all. What are your thoughts about that? Y'all. I know some of y'all already know my thoughts on this because I've been very, very vocal about this over the years. So, and my boyfriend doesn't agree with me necessarily, of course, because he's a black dude. Now. Here's where I, where I land. I'm not a racist. I love black men. My kids are black. I love black men, however, mainly in my personal life. 
I don't have a no AA rule. I have a certain AA men rule. Okay. So, unfortunately, and I've explained this in depth on my website, because I have a section that says rules for black clients that takes them to a whole different page. Really? I'm that like, serious about oh, it. Shit. Um, because, and it's not even everywhere. I didn't even have to make this up till I moved to Atlanta. Because in D.C., it doesn't matter what race you are. People generally are well-behaved. But here, I think everybody really thinks they're living in a hip-hop video. Okay. And they think they can be that kind of disrespectful. And like I said, that what's up with the head shit and yeah. all that other, all these other shenanigans and calling you a bitch and just being real disrespectful, wanting to haggle price, want to call you out your name. And that is, in other words, unfortunately, a lot of the black men of Atlanta do not respect boundaries. And that is why here, I can't speak on the girls who say it in other states yeah. that I have never been to, but that's why you see it so much on stuff here. Okay. The other reason is because a lot of the Caucasian girls that are pimped out have a black pimp. And as a matter of controlling them, he only wants them to know his black D, if you will. Okay. He doesn't want them to... The pimp is not masculinely secure enough to trust that she won't come across another piece of black D and leave his ass and then he can't control her no more. This has been explained to me before by other girls in the game and they told me that's what it was too. That's a pretty good I really don't know, but that's what I've heard too. But for me, I have a certain AA rule. For me, I'm good with college educated or at least educated or even act fake it till you make it educated See, okay. acting black man some college on a on a on a job application or even or even high school diploma just not an idiot yeah um someone you have to be over 45 usually however i have in parentheses we'll see you if you're 25 and older if you're military or a college student because again i trust that you're going to behave the way i need you to okay so so, for me, that's what it is. And my boyfriend likes to play devil's advocate. Like, well, why didn't you just say these are your conditions for everybody? Because a white dude can act stupid, too. So, why would you break it down? And I said, because I want them to understand why I'm not saying no AA. But I also want them to understand that as a black girl, why I'm very careful about which AA I'm going to see. Okay. So, a lot of girls say it's racist. When they see white girls saying it, but I but I try to remind them too, just like you did. Plenty of black girls. Say I'll it. see black. Yeah, I'll see black girls saying. I'll see white plenty girls of black say girls saying. So to me, that's not a racist thing. That's a behavior thing. Yeah. And I've said on my site, and it says on my site on that page. So before you get mad at us for saying these things, talk to your other black brothers and black friends and teach them how to behave so that y'all aren't seen that way. Okay. Because, like, if, if if the behavior, if, if black dudes could talk to each other and teach each other how to behave as gentlemen and be like, hey, what you watch on TV, that might be acceptable in some situations. But the first time you're meeting someone and it's her first impression of you, that's not what's up. And just be a gentleman. Like, you should be a gentleman. Black men think, unfortunately, that they do not have to be gentlemen because you're selling your body. you just a hoe anyway. Fuck you. I can understand. I can understand that. I've talked to people that have because expressed I'm, those opinions. Yeah. But. And see, that's that's not true. That's that's crazy. She, it, whether it's a transgender companion, a male companion, 
a non-binary companion or a female companion, at the end of the day, everybody's still human and deserves human courtesy. Oh, definitely. I don't care. Like, your job doesn't change the fact that you're human. I didn't suddenly become no longer human because, because I'm of doing sex it, worker. Because I'm doing an act. That's it. Like I didn't suddenly, like, how, again, back to what I've said twice in during this interview, how is fucking 10 niggas for free and not getting nothing but an episode of Mari where you trying to figure out which of the 10 is the daddy okay? Yeah. But somebody getting paid to do the exact same thing is immoral. They're both immoral. If you want to get real serious about it, they're both, as far as biblical goes, immoral. Because that's fornication. And yeah. either way, that's exactly what it is. So her sin is no less than mine. Yeah. And so I don't understand why black men are like, no, it's okay because she didn't charge me for it. So it's So you just like her because she's stupid then. And I'm bad because... I realized that I just woke up one day around 30 and said, huh, I'm doing all this shit on the weekends going to the club because I'm bored and lonely. I, but, hmm, yet I still need, this is when I was a real young mom, but yet I still need that Section 8 and that food stamp card. Something about this ain't right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, something yeah. about this is not right. So when that marriage ended... I was like, oh, fuck this shit. Yeah, I'm going to go paid. get paid for being pretty. Am I? So, yeah. I mean, like you use your gifts. Just like I'm an artist by nature. I went to college for art. And I have tech knowledge. So why not make a web design? It's like you use what you got to, yeah. to make what you can make. That's anybody. That's what, everybody, that's what everybody does. So men just get mad because they hate <laughs> that pussy rules the world. That's all. And that's fine. Because yeah. men like to come out, my dick's bigger than yours. I'm the one in control. You know, beat y'all's chest. You know, <laughs> it's kind of like watching an episode of Godzilla. My and then they realize, here comes that. the pretty damsel. And we're actually the one running the show and just smiling at y'all. Like, look at them. Ain't they stupid <laughs> thinking that they running something. They don't even get it. They don't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. My son, my oldest son put it real well when he was talking to me. My boyfriend, my 26-year-old son. He was like, basically, the pussy runs the house. Like, a lot of men don't want to come to her. I'm the king of the castle. This is my house. No, the pussy wants <laughs> My mom house. makes more. <laughs> she, she's the it's man. not even about who makes more. Even <laughs> if your mom was broke as hell, she'd still... Oh, and this. Just let me leave everyone with this. Because I have heard other podcasts that are not related to, to sex work, like the Joe Budden podcast and other things, talking about this topic about tricking and Johns and shit. Okay. So let me just break this down for the universe. My boyfriend puts his head down a little bit when I mention to because I don't think he quite agrees with my views, but my views are in fact true. If you go to another country and you want to marry their daughter, you have to provide a dowry, which is basically a payment for their daughter. Yeah. When you get married or when you're dating a woman, you're going to give up at least half of your paycheck on Friday once things become serious or you're sleeping on the couch and she's not giving you no goodies for the rest of the month. Wait, what? If you're in a relationship... And you're not paying half the bills. Like, you're not saying here's oh, half okay, the paycheck okay, 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 cool. to go pay the bills, to get your hair done, whatever you want okay. it for. She's putting your ass with a blanket on the couch, and you ain't getting none of the goody cake for the rest of the month till you provide something for her. So, I don't understand why men, or you just met a girl, you're taking her out, you're buying drinks, outfits, flowers, till you really woo her for a while. Yeah. All men pay for pussy in one way or another. I don't know why y'all don't think you do and why you think, well, that was in a relationship. That was different. 
Marriage is a business transaction. That's why in other countries men pay dowries. Marriage is a mar- is a business transaction. It just happens to be that two people love each other too if they're lucky. Yeah. But marriage is a business transaction. All relationships that involve men and women are business transactions. Because since the very beginning of time, men were taught, you have to show her what you can do for her. And that's part of being a man. And women were taught, if he can't do that shit, he's not a man. I could, yeah. And so, for those of you who think you've never tricked, you have. She just did that shit so slick you didn't know you'd been had. But you have tricked before. Every last man was Got <laughs> And she walked away smiling to get her nail and her hairs done. <laughs> That's what happened. And then next Friday, she came over again and cooked you dinner and laid on you and loved on you and waited till you kicked out your next paycheck. I'm just telling the truth. You might not have thought you paid for it, but all those Pixar <laughs> movies that you bought... All those yeah, because eventually, I mean, <laughs> look, I'm not materialistic. I've been with a lot of dudes where I supplied and bought everything for them over the years, before and after sex work. However, what I can tell you is, if I haven't ever received anything, if you ain't never tried to help me with nothing, if I don't see any sign of you giving two shits, or even remorse... Like, if I don't see you at least crying and knowing that you ain't do, do not doing yeah. shit, and I can tell that you want to do better, but you're still growing, I can work with somebody who's still growing, who shows remorse, but I can't work with the nigga who's laying, chilling, playing my child's game system all day and going back and forth to my fridge and smiling at me oh, and no. acting like he's cool, <laughs> doing fuck. nothing. No, you got to do something. Like, you got to participate. I don't care what it is, whether it be help take pics of me when I need them. Whether it be watch my kids when I go out of town yeah. to get my bread. Whether it be just being moral support when shit gets rough for me. You got to be contributing to something. Because if all you can do is supply D, A, I can get that anywhere. Yeah. B, you going to eat up all my kids' food. I'm going to put a lock on the fridge. Like, shit like that ain't going <laughs> to play out with me. You you need to go and do something. Like, I, I yeah. You can't get high and eat up all your baby cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even buy cereal, so. But but yeah, I'm just saying, like you you absolutely can't be the stereotypical person, the bum laying in the bed with your feet kicked up, and I'm walking by you all day, and you just your thumbs on the video game. We we can't rock. I can't rock with nobody like that. That 100. <laughs> percent Yeah. So. Damn. Storm, I I appreciate you coming on the podcast. <laughs> We're uh, again. See- if I offended anybody. I am sorry if I offended anyone, but at the same token, we're all grown-ups, and I feel like the world's gotten kind of overly sensitive, and you just can't say nothing or do nothing without somebody crying foul and wanting to, what is it, the the end party things on social media and the cancel party things. Can- canceled. <laughs> like, like. I mean, hopefully I don't get canceled for my views, but I'm not saying anything here really that y'all haven't read on my blog or website before. I know I'm not because everything you ask me is stuff I've been asked a few times before or just stuff that was bothering me after I saw some dumb shit online and I was like, let me blog about this shit. (laughs) So I already know. But hopefully this just gives more insight. And hey, guys, if you hear it and you were thinking about seeing me, I'm not a bitch. 
I promise I'm just very alpha and don't have time for fuck shit. That's all. But I'm really a sweetie if you come in the door the right way or if your first initial email to me is the right way. We're cool and you'll have a great time because I love meeting new places and I love dressing up. So, hey, come get me. Let's go somewhere we can dress up, make a night or two days of it. You know, it won't be cheap, but it'll be fun. Heck yeah. Where can, <laughs> where can, the, where can the people find you? What, uh, what, so, okay. So, mm, this is going to be a lot. So, my main site is seductivestorm.net. My dominatrix site is goddess storm.net <laughs> and then for more frequently updated pictures and videos of me it's stormvision.online and if you are another sex worker who needs any of my services like web design assistant work seo that is taken by storm.co Taken by storm. Taken by storm.co. Awesome. Where, what about uh, Twitter? Where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, Twitter. I have four, I have four Twitters. I'm just going to give y'all one because I don't even know the other ones by heart. <laughs> the main one, well, I can give you two of them. So if you need web services or whatever, that's at storm assist with an S on the end of assist. If you're just trying to check me out, like, you know, as a companion or whatever, it's at supergirlstorm. Supergirlstorm? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Heck yeah. Storm, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm happy to be here. I guess I better get home, though, before my family thinks I was kidnapped. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for uh, checking out the podcast, and we'll see you later. (laughs) That was fun. That was my interview with Seductive Storm. Thanks for for sticking around. That was a long interview, but that was a lot of of fun. Um, I definitely enjoyed that. Shout Shout out to Storm. Storm, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, I know she just plugged her social media. I'll plug it again at Supergirl Storm on Twitter and uh, her website, takenmystorm.co. Uh, check it out, you know. Um, thanks. This, is, uh, this has been episode seven. Uh, <laughs> we're back every single Tuesday. Uh, social media, full service pod, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Gmail, follow, send us an email, shout it right to the podcast. You know, I'm trying to. I need to know who's listening to the podcast. All I know is that when I bring up the podcast to couples and, and then they ask me about the podcast and I tell them what it's about, it, it people it's people start arguing <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing to see. Because <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm just doing a podcast. And then they're like, why do you want to know about the podcast, honey? And then they're like, oh, you know. <laughs> I've seen it happen multiple times. It's so funny. Well, no, fuck it. If you're if you're listening to the podcast, I really do appreciate it. Um, spread the word. Tell tell your friends. Um, subscribe. You know, we're on a lot of podcast platforms. Whatever you're listening to us on, subscribe. If you can give us a rating, give us a rating. Um, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, give us that. Uh, hit us hit, hit us with a hit us with some stars. You know, uh, <laughs> write a review. You know, make make my make me smile. You know, or just like if you if you write a negative review, like that also will make me smile. You know, because you're listening to the podcast, obviously. Um, <laughs> hopefully, somebody didn't just fast forward through this whole thing. Just hear me to tell, like, you know. <laughs> But no, write, write, write reviews. It helps uh, for visibility for new podcasts. We're still in week seven. It's still new. Um, we're still doing shit. You know, we're still learning things. 
Um, but yeah, right, right to the podcast. You know, I really, I do want to know who's listening to the podcast. Full service pod at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear on the podcast. Maybe who you want to hear on the podcast. Fucking whatever, you know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to be inclusive. Hey, look at me. But no, I, uh, this, this, uh, yeah, this has been episode seven. I keep fucking rambling next week. I got a solo coming at you with that solo. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it's going to be good. Um, and then I got more interviews for you. I got them, I've got them lined up. Uh, so I'm excited. Uh, fucking, I appreciate you listening. This has been episode seven. We'll be back at you next Tuesday, every Tuesday until the end of time, until that meteor hits, baby, we'll be here. Uh, I'm Tank Smith. This full service. Peace.